Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by HomePoint. HomePoint is built for brokers like you. While most mortgage lenders are focused on winning the initial transaction by touting rate and convenience, HomePoint does that and more, taking a holistic long-term approach to its partnership and customer service. They're evolving the mortgage experience by putting people and partnerships first and delivering the customized support you need to grow your business and wow your clients. Find out why there's no place like HomePoint. Become a partner today by emailing us at partnerships at aimgroup.com and MLS 7706. Welcome back everyone to another exciting edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. Um, I'm Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM, coming back off of Fuse, uh, energized, ready to go. And I know this guy's not going to disappoint. Um, <laughs> but today, I'm going to be interviewing the broker owner of, of Price Mortgage, Andy Price. Andy, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, Mark. It's good to be here. I feel like I'm uh, in some kind of special club now or something, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know what club that is, but I want to be a part of it, too. So yeah, it's no, a club. It's we're, we're in. We're in. Yeah. So. And I got my uh, I Love Mortgages shirt on here, Ryan dealers uh thing here for me so we're ready to I almost, go i almost wore that one today as well but i came out with a different brokers or better one so well i'm sorry you didn't get the memo <laughs> it's all good it's all good all sorry right so i missed the fuse too i heard it was great i just already had plans out of town but uh yeah it looked like it was great so yeah I, mean, I, could, next year. I could do a whole another podcast just on fuse itself but i'll say that it was it was nothing short of amazing. It truly was. And, you know, give a shout out to the, the entire team, AIM team, who just, I mean, they knocked it out of the park. And then just having all those brokers in, in one room was, was special as it was. We missed you, but I know you'll be yeah, there. Yeah, I know I'll hopefully be there next year for sure. So Perfect. All right. Well, let's hop right into this, Andy. All right. Give me your background. How long have you been in the business? What did you do before this? How did How did you end up in this crazy world of being a mortgage broker? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I my mom was a real estate agent. She got doing that when I was in high school and it interested me and I wasn't much for college or anything like that. I just didn't want to have student loans or do all that and wanted to make money. So I got my real estate license and uh, wasn't really good at it. I mean, you know, I tried, uh, but I really was more fascinated with the, the numbers and the loans and you know, I'd send these lenders prequals and one minute they're prequalified, the next minute they're not, or who knows what, or they weren't following up. And I was like, man, I could do better at that. You know, I, I, I feel like I could do a good job in that space. So, um, and I didn't want to go show houses and I didn't want to be out, you know, acting like I liked the uh, layout of a house or whatever on the weekend. So, uh, you know, so I was like, well, I'm going to look at that part. Um, my mom's cousin uh, had a broker shop with another guy. And um, so I asked, hey, can I just go be an assistant with you, you know, learn the ropes and see if we can, you know, learn. I wanted to learn it and just be a part of uh, that and and see where it took me. And uh, I don't know, it just clicked. I really liked it. Um, you know, we grew quite a bit when I was there. And after a couple of years of that, I was pretty much ready to do my own thing, bringing in over half the deals myself. So I'm like, well, I'm probably ready to go out on my own here and make more money and stuff like that. So that's what I did. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just was a loan officer at a broker shop for the same one. After I left that place, I was there for like 11 years. Wow. And 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. 11 years. And, um, before I did open my own shop, I had everything ready. Um, I was like, 
you know, everybody keeps telling me how great these banks are and all this stuff. And I'm going to go to this number one branch here in Arizona for in the country for this place and check it out. And I was like, just to make sure, you know, and I go over there and it's just the same headaches, the same problems, except I have extra fees, higher rates, more corporate garbage. And so I was like nine months in just said, yeah, I'm going to open my own shop. Like broker's the way to go. You know, it's the only way that I feel good about what I do for the consumer. A lot more options. I didn't feel the handcuffs, you know? Oh yeah. So, um, so that's what I did. And I just, you know, I didn't look back after that. I knew that I don't care what they say, the, there isn't what they say there is at these banks that isn't there. And it really just limits the consumer limits the loan officer. I think the most pro loan officer, pro consumer option out there. And I always will think this is a broker. I mean, there's just no way around it. We all know it. Um, it's just a matter of just going that route and, and being comfortable and confident in it. And I think a lot of people get more scared about it than they should be just because there's so much Kool-Aid that they're pushing out there at these banks, you know, these mortgage banks telling them how horrible it is and all these things, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, that's, that was really it. And, uh, open price mortgage, it'll be five years in March that we opened the door. It was me and my assistant back in March of 17. And, uh, we're, I think we have 50 something loan officers. Now we have about 89 employees, 50. Yeah. 50 something. Yeah. Which is a lot more than I planned. I mean, I built out an office space. I have two extra offices and I'm like, well, I'll just get two LOs, you know, when the time's right and I'll uh, cover some cost and call it a day, you know, didn't want to get too big or anything, but it's been a slow growth and, but still not necessarily slow, but just, we haven't pushed to grow. You know, uh, we've just been word of mouth. Um, people come to us and that's how we've, we've done it. Um, I, I'm not out hammering people to join us or marketing or any of that stuff. So it's really just all word of mouth. Um, but I've tried to build it around just being very pro loan officer um, and just making it a place where a loan officer can thrive and have all the tools they need. Everything I always wanted at a place, you know, I always hated that. I always felt like, you know, a lot of times the owners or managers or whatever, they didn't always have the loan officers back. I mean, I felt like, you know, like sometimes you'd make less on a deal than the, the company would or whatever the situation. And I was just always like over here, it's like, Hey, whatever, whatever the consumer needs to get it done, we're just going to do it. You know, let's right. just close the loan, get the referral, keep people happy. And we're all going to just figure it out together. And, you know, we're not going to take advantage of anybody. We'll just be real fair and, and just support the loan officer. And that's really all it's been about just making a place where I would want to be a loan officer. Right. So I still originate. I'm actively in that. And to me, that's the the best way to, to run a place. I know there's probably different opinions on that. Um, but for me personally, if, I, if I'm not in the weeds doing, dealing with the same things, the loan officers are working with the same processors, working with the same lenders, dealing with the same turn times or whatever else is going on, guidelines, things out there. How much can I help another loan officer at my office if I'm not in it? You know, right. So I try to just, you know, work with everybody in the company. Um, I work with lots of different banks. I mean, so I can be helpful and relevant to the, the loan officers here as well. Just try to lead by example. That's, that's awesome. I, I like that. You know, you, you, you almost got to know where your roots are and know how yeah. to communicate with these loan officers because this, and we all know the business changes drastically, but you, you said one thing that hit the nail on the head, which is just take care of the consumer. Take care of the consumer first and the rest will just fall into place. It always does. Yeah. I, I really feel like sometimes people get real microscopic on dollars and cents. 
and it's hard not to at sometimes, but honestly, I've, I've always noticed any loan officer company that's focused on the dollar first always loses. There's always much more money to be made being fair, making sure the consumer's happy, you know, cutting a break, whatever you have to do to keep them happy, keep them referring people, keep them coming back to you. I mean, you lose one deal, you, you could have lost a hundred because right. that person's never coming back. So um, that's just what I've tried to tell guys, hey, be relationship based, not transaction, you know, not transaction based because you'll never win. So don't don't get caught up in the minutia of the dollars. They'll come, you know, if you're doing the right things for people, like even in the company level, if we're doing the right things for loan officers, the money works itself out. That's yep. secondary because it'll be there if you're doing the right stuff. Couldn't agree. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I just had someone, uh, you know, a starter. And uh, they were asking, you know, like what my comp is. And I, I told them, this is my comp, but I don't, I don't always make that. And they're like, well, what do you usually make? I'm like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll figure that out later. I mean, I'm not doing yeah. stuff for free, but at the end of the day, I know for the amount of time I'm spending on files, especially with our lenders and what they do and, and how they help us just get these things across the finish line so fast. You know, it's just like, hey, my, my, my per hour rate is pretty darn good right now. Exactly. And that's another big piece is, you know, the sooner, you know, I feel like UWM is a really good example of that it's like their, their goal is in and out as fast as possible. And that should be all of our goals because when the consumer's happier, the quicker it goes, you know, that's number one, the longer things take, the more stuff comes up, the more problems can arise in and out, you know, that, that keeps you the most profitable, no matter what your margin may be, you know what I mean? Like you just want to get those things in and out as fast as you can and keep, keep things just coming in, going out, <laughs> And going from there but yeah if you're sitting there on files too long it just it's never a good thing it costs you money costs the consumers money sometimes you know it just you just got to get them in and out as fast as you can couldn't agree more so all right let's let's hop into starting your own shop so you're you're coming up on five years with with 50 no that's all right with 50 loan officers i mean that's a that's a, a big time growth right there so what what were first steps you took when opening up your shop like what Maybe even what was a roadblock? Yeah. So um, one big thing for me, just being at other places, is I knew that I didn't want to go crazy on hiring people. I feel like sometimes people focus on getting a bunch of loan officers first, and they really don't have the systems in place or the support in place. And I mean, we've all moved from a company to another company, and we know what happens. You know, they promise you all these things. You go over there, and, you know, it's a freaking... I'm not going to say the word, but, you know, a crap show. Right. And you're like, man, this is not what I signed up for, but you're over there. Right. And you got to figure it out. So um, I number one, you know, things you you, I would always recommend to guys, whatever you've your pain points at other places you worked at. Obviously, you want to try to not have those same pain points or minimize them or get rid of them as quickly as you can. Nothing's perfect. This is the mortgage business. You know, it's there's always going to be something off or something you got to fix or something you got to work through. But um I mean, it's so important to, to think about those pain points that you felt as a loan officer and try to not have them where you're at and actually deliver what you're telling people, just like a consumer, same thing, right? I mean, for, for a broker owner, if you want to grow, your your customer is is your loan officer, right? They can go anywhere. They can do anything they want, you know? Um, so for me, it was like what I looked back at all the places I've been and I'm like, I want to do basically a hybrid model. Like, why can't I have broker pricing, but what people supposedly bank support, banker support. And so I'm like, I just want to build it out where, you know, we have a really good marketing team. 
we have all the systems in place, we can push files through, you know, we got the processing in place. So all those things. So I actually had, I just told myself, I'm not hiring anybody for a full year. I'm going to get everything figured out. And at a year's time, I'm going to see if we're ready to, to hire people. Cause I wanted to go through all the kinks, even though I'd brokered many, many years before that, I still wanted to go through that process, figure out what things were missing, what things we need to have in place. How are we best going to be able to, you know, bring in a loan officer and have them plug and play into the system. So it's, it's evolved, you know, over time as it grows, there's more things and different things we've done, but for the most part, you know, we're always trying to move forward and make things better. You know, that's, if you're not moving forward or making things better, you're going backwards. Right. You know, so for me, it's just, it's always been that. So I'm like, number one, you know, I've, I notice where a lot of times where people hiring a lot of people, there's a lot of people that maybe don't do a lot of business, but they're clogging up the pipelines. And I felt that as a loan officer, I'd be like, Hey, I'm doing quite a bit more business than a lot of these guys, but the processors are very busy with these guys that don't know what they're doing. And they're, they're bo- bo- uh, blogging or bogging down the pipeline. And I'm having to jump in and do a lot more than I should. If I didn't have to do all this stuff, I could bring more deals in. So for me, it's always been quality over quantity. Yep. So when we hire now, we're not, I'm not saying we only hire, you know, top producers, but we're hiring guys that know what they're doing. They're not going to be causing problems or, you know, being, you know, just good team players, not toxic, right? Like they're yep. you know, low maintenance people, common sense. They're going to take care of consumers. You know, you don't want bad reviews, right? As much as you can, you're going to get some, but so um, I knew that was number one. I wasn't going to just hire anybody. I wanted to keep the pipeline moving and not bog it down with that type of stuff. So that was number one. And then number two was just, you know, getting your LOS in place, like which one are you going to use? And getting all your forms together. I mean, there's a lot of disclosures that, um, you know, maybe some of the banks don't send. So you got to get signed up with all these companies and have all these different disclosures in place for people and uh, just kind of build it out where it's easy to plug and play, have loan officer assistance available to help with guys, you know, so they're not having to do disclosures and other things that just take away from originating. So we try to have loan officers in place, processors in place, people can just move over and plug into and just run, you know, or they can bring their own people, we'll train them. But, um, you know, we just basically just try to like, hey, we have a system. Here's what we do. You can kind of pick and choose a la carte what you want to use of it and you can tweak it to your business. We're not going to really, you know, limit people on how they want to run their business, but we are going to give them a a process to follow. And, you know, just this basic guideline of how we want files to move through the system and what we expect here. That's perfect. And I love the fact that you took a whole year just to kind of work out the kinks. I mean, so that also meant like, your process, uh, your tech stack, everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Everything, just all the pieces. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Like once you hire people, are you going to run the payroll forever? Are you going to have somebody else do it? You know, I mean, you don't always have the liberty to, to outsource a lot of that stuff at first, but the minute you can, you should, because for me, what I've done over the years is anything I can pass off like payroll or just HR stuff or, you know, just accounting in general or doing broker packages or renewals or any of that stuff, you know, the surety bonds, whatever it is, I compliance stuff. I've passed it off as we've grown and we have that revenue to do it because I want to be available to help close a loan. You know, if the loan officers help originating, that's where I want to be. Cause that's that to me, that's where I'm most effective is if I can help, help them make their deal close, you know, versus me working on a payroll. You know, that's not my best use of time. So as, as the owner, as an, as an originator, you know, I, I'm focusing on that piece where I can help the LOs jump in and 
get something done or whatever it may be. But for me being in, you know, in that other part just doesn't, doesn't make sense. That's not where the money's at. That's not my best use of my time. So you really exactly. want to look at that versus, man, I could save, you know, a grand here, but you're losing three grand on the other end, you know, to the company. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I would say mainly just try to get in a position where as you get, get bigger, you're outsourcing the things that aren't the revenue generators. Right. I mean, you got to be bringing in deals at, at the end of the day. Right. You know what I mean? And you want good quality deals, but if you're spending time hours a day on payroll and stuff like this, you're, you're, you're missing the boat in, in my eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I like that, you know, once you get to a point, that's great advice Just start outsourcing some things that really don't change your business. And if anything, they free up your time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I've just really focused on that over, over the last few years and, you know, we're still hiring. I, I really didn't want to get over 50 guys. I really do believe in keeping it smaller, lean and mean. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, guys will come over if they're a good fit. We'll take them in if we have the right staffing, right? Like, I always feel like I want to have like one too many of everything, you know, like I don't really need the whole another processor, but we're going to have one because we don't, you know, I've been on the other end where you're, you don't have the extra help you need and, and it's not fun. You're scrambling to hire. So if you can manage it or you can, you're able to do it, I always try to be a little overstaffed, you know, yeah. just to keep things moving. And I'd rather be a little overstaffed than scrambling. That's a, that's another great point because we've all been there where we're understaffed at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how much does that kill your business? Oh, it's just, it hurts. I mean, it just hurts so much because the processors are getting burned out. You know, it just everybody gets frustrated and it, you know, especially when all that, when the refi thing first hit, I mean, people were so just, everybody was at, you know, just maxed out and it was hard to hire people. And so, I mean, we're in a position now where, you know, we have some wiggle room on that. We're, we're okay. Like we can, we can hire a few more guys and we're still really good on the, on the support. You know what I mean? We have enough loan officer assistance. We have enough processors where nobody's going to feel that crunch is the main thing for us. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So when you started your own shop, what would you say, looking back on it now, what was your biggest roadblock? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, that's a good question. I think, I think a lot of the maybe roadblocks would be, and I didn't really have some of these because I, I saw a lot of the back, the back end of it where I used to work. Um, I saw how a lot of the inner workings were, but I think a lot of guys don't realize all the moving parts you know, like the payroll, the, the admin stuff, the, the broker packages, the renewals, the, just all the different things. Like people don't really think about all that stuff. Like, Oh, I'm just going to open my shop and close loans. You know, it's like, Oh, it's just super easy. You know, <laughs> looking back on it now, it's almost like, man, if I'd have known even what I know now, like, you know, it's like, maybe I wouldn't have done that. But, um, but I think it's, it's very rewarding. I mean, for me, it's when I can see a loan officer, double, triple their business or see them come over here and be super grateful that they have a good, a good system in place and they can originate and, and just serve the consumer and, and be able to make more money and get more deals done and, and avoid some of the headaches they may have had other places. I mean, to me, that just, that's what it's all about. I mean, I love seeing that, you know, I love seeing a guy coming from a bank and just, just growing their business and just, you know, feeling good about what they're offering to consumers and, it's really cool. But yeah, I think Roblox would be, you know, really understanding what you're getting into, really researching all the things that you're going to have to do. And if you don't know a part of that, make sure you hire someone or, or find the resources to, to cover it. So 
because you don't have any problems, right? You don't want to have like, you know, you get audited and you don't know what you're doing and you don't have all your disclosures together. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's not fun. You know what right. I mean? Like people don't think about that stuff. So it's really important to understand the the laws and the, the compliance aspect of it and just making sure you're on the up and up, in my opinion. Yeah. It's probably, I mean, that, I'd say that's a roadblock for a lot of people. I, I, I don't really know. I mean, it's hard to say what a roadblock would be for someone. Um, it's no, just a I, while back and I don't know. I mean, what are, what are you seeing guys saying that they're running into? You, you are, you're going down that right path. It's all those little things. I mean, we're all doing great things now and we're sharing with each other. The aim community is great. You know, the brokers are better communities. Awesome. You know, and we all share like best practices in terms of, of, of gaining more business and serving consumers better, but it's all that stuff on the back end to me that I'm, I'm helping more and more people with, whether it's, okay, what's your comp plan? How's your payroll? I'm going mm -hmm. through and about it. I mean, you're all the same things. Uh, another one, you getting signed up for USDA is kind of <laughs> a nightmare for some people. Yeah. And, that's you know, a pain. Well, whatever the case may be, you know, and, and uh, you know, us as broker owners right there, I mean, that takes a lot of time when we're getting pulled 19 other different directions. So I just always tell people it's time management, you know, simplify the process as much as possible uh, because that's where it's, it's, we have so much support with our lenders and vendors and all that stuff that they help us get those deals across the finish line in my eyes. Right. Oh, for it's sure. All this, it's all this stuff on the back end. You know what I mean? Where it's mortgage call report. What the, you know, like the first, the first yeah. year you do those things, people yeah. are like, what the hell is this? I was real happy to pass that off. You know, yeah, uh, those, those dang call mortgage call reports. Those are all things that, you know, when you can, you want to, you want to outsource them or find a company that works with your budget or something. Um, I feel like that's the stuff that you can just really bog down your time, you know, and you're not originating, you're not helping your LOs originate. Um, so, I mean, it really depends on the person one man shop, super easy, right? Like you can go in, do your thing. You know what you need. You're not having to worry about what all these other people are doing with the files and with their customers. But if you plan to grow at any, any extent, whether it's two, three guys, whatever, you do have to have safeguards in place. You do have to have systems in place. You do have to have, you know, checks and balances to make sure everything's good and you're compliant. Um, I mean, yeah, mistakes are going to happen. Things are going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, you really got to do your best to watch that stuff. So you're not gonna have problems. Perfect. I think now with, with, with starting up your own shop, I got one more question for you on this one. Yeah. Um, if you did it again, what would you do different? What would I do different? Well, I think I would be, you know, I think in the beginning, um, sometimes you, you know, you'll talk to guys and you think they're going to be a good fit. I think, I, I don't know how I would say I would do it different, but I, I really would recommend vetting out people you try to either partner with or higher on, you know, it's really hard. Sometimes it's, it's really tough to be a, a good judge of character. Sometimes people interview really well, whether it's support staff or whatever, but you know, you hire the wrong person for processing for whatever it is, especially in the support staff area, it can really just cause you all kinds of headaches that could have been avoided. So I think one of the biggest things I would say is, and I, I think I'm guilty of this, is sometimes I'll give people the benefit of the doubt way too long, you know, whether, you know, just like, man, I, I think they're going to come around. I think they're going to figure it out. Like sometimes you just got to rip the bandaid off, right? Like they're just not working out. They're not a good fit. I mean, really it's boils down to culture. I mean, you can train people to, to process. You can train them to do disclosures. You can train them to, to originate a loan. But if the attitude's off or if they're, you know, they're not a team player or whatever it is, the work ethic's not there, 
those are things you can't train. You just, you can't, you can't change how people are. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. So I think it's really wise to, if, when you are hiring, if you can see right away or whatever amount of time, it's not going to be a good fit. You, you just, you know, as much as it's not fun to train someone new or whatever it is, like you just have to just do it because yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to cost you a lot more money, a lot more time and a lot more heartache, you know, yeah. than just moving on clean break, get them, get somebody else in. So I think that's for, honestly, I think that's one of the most crucial pieces to, to running a company is who you hire because yeah. they're a reflection of what you want people to experience. And, um, if they're not in line with what you do or how you want your company to run, it's, it's a clash. It just yep. kills, you know, and it brings everybody down. You know, we had one processor and it was just like so toxic. And the minute she finally left, it was like this gray cloud just disappeared and everybody had a much better attitude and things were going a lot better. And, you know, I thought it'd be really bad to have her go and it was fine. You know, things, we moved on, life goes on. Right. Right. So just, I would just be really cautious of, you know, getting rid of toxic people as soon as you can point it out and just, or even maybe it's not even toxic. Maybe they're just not a good fit, right? Not everybody's yeah. a good fit and you can't always make them fit. So you just got to move on. Okay. So now we're done firing people. Let's talk about hiring people. Same thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. Same <laughs> thing right? I mean, I hate firing people, but I like hiring people, but yeah, I mean, when you hire, it's, it's, it's really important to just talk to them, have them come in. I mean, if it's somewhere you can meet with them, um, you know, see how they act with people, check them out. Like, you know, just get a good feel for them, call the references. Like in Arizona, you know, we're supposed to call three references and not everybody's doing that stuff. Like we, we do all that, the background checks, all that stuff. You just, you just really want to get a good feel if they have something on their record. I mean, you know, talk to them about it and get a good, good letter of explanation on what it is. But um, it, again, it's just all really important to hire the right people. And, and I think as time goes on, I've obviously gotten better at it and we have, and I have more input. It's not just me, like, you know, the processors, like if you're hiring a new loan officer or processor, whatever, have the people they're going to be working with, talk to them too. have them meet them, see what they think, get their input. You know, don't be afraid to get other people's input because you know what? No one's always right. No matter right. how smart you think you are or how awesome you think you are, you're not always right. And you do need that other, some more other input to make good decisions, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So we'll talk to you. All right. So you bring people in and I, I love that idea. I talked to uh, Tyler Hodgson down there in uh, Texas and oh, he, yeah. he has, he has people come in for a day or sometimes two and yep. work. And that's like their working interview, which I thought was a great idea, but what, what processes or how do you go about hiring someone? And then like, how do you onboard them and get them trained? And is it you, are you outsourcing that? Give me, give me the rundown on that. So what I usually do on my, in my, what I, how I set it up for like a loan officer, for example, is I, I have loan officer assistants here. So I'm basically like, this is your concierge. You can, you know, if they want to bring in their own loan officer assistant, whatever, I don't care. They want to do their own stuff. That's fine. But you're going to have a loan officer assistant for 90 days. I'll cover the cost. I'm not asking you to pay for them, but I want you to lean on them for 90 days. They're your go-to. They're going to help you see how the files flow through, see the process, see what things are done to get a feel for how files move here and how we work. Okay. So that's like their concierge because, you know, again, we've all gone to new companies and every time I've ever gone to a new company, I'm like, I'm lost. Right. And, and I want to do loans. I want to get to work, you know, and if you own a company, you want your loan officers to get to work. You want them to bring in deals, but if they're too busy trying to figure out what the heck to do, 
to get a loan in or whatever it is that that causes delays that causes revenue delay you know and it makes people unhappy and it gets right. frustrated right but i also think it's good to set those proper expectations like here's your here's your loa they're going to be there to lean on i'm here to lean on right if they can't help you or you're not sure whatever reach out to me i'll take a look at it right so i'm there to help you but we also like it, the way we have it we have a, a scenario desk email here and so every loan officer gets put on that when they come over and all day long people are saying hey how's this bank to work with hey what would you do with this scenario and you know i used to reply to all those a lot and and now i a lot of times they're getting replied to by other loan officers here before i even have a chance to say anything perfect yeah so like there's so much support there just the loan officers supporting each other which is great because i you know we're all a team we all are helping each other so it's like a given here like these guys are just all helping each other no one's you know being rude or you know everybody's super helpful with the other loan officers and we're all just leaning on each other all day on deals and things and it's like hey you know, if I see something come across and I'm like, and I might add a couple of comments to it or, Hey, try this, or maybe go to this bank or yeah, that's right. But you might want to watch out for this, but people are doing that all day long in that scenario desk email and anybody who's come here. And I mean, they all love it. You know, all the loan officers love it. Um, I think it's important too. like, we do a monthly meeting where we'll have an investor in to talk about maybe what they do or, you know, somebody, um, we'll go over things like I think, and we record them. So like, well, uh, last week we did one for, um, September and I just went over like via residual income, you know, how to do it in the LOS. Like here's, here's the pieces, here's what you got to watch for. So every month, you know, we're just trying to add some kind of value that maybe some, like some of the things we take for granted, like you just think everybody knows them and they don't, you know? So we have all that stuff in our internet where they can go in, look at the video figure out how to do something a lot, you know, just there's those pieces there, but they can always come back to us if they need something, how to run to you, how to run LP here, you know, what do you do when you have this error? You know what I mean? Yeah. So all those things, like those things are all just value adds. Like when we, when I, I knew I wanted a marketing guy, I think it's important to have somebody, you know, invest heavily in it because like they'll run the social media, like they plug in, like our guys will come in the social media guy or our marketing guy. He, he puts them into all the, you know, he'll run their social media campaigns for them, help them with the Facebook stuff. If they want to do that or other social media. He gets their online application and web page set up, you know, email blast, let people know they're coming. We got the video. They can shoot a video with a realtor with themselves, whatever it is. So they can just come in get it done. Um, and I think that that's a big piece too. Like it really helps guys to just have all those pieces in place, you know, Hey, you know, do something, just, pieces are open. Oh, you need a flyer. Here's a flyer. He can help him build out a flyer real quick, but we also have a bunch kind of like, you know, like UWM does like where you can go in and like tweak something real quick and print it out. So he took a lot of time to build out an internet, um, production trackers, just all kinds of cool stuff in there, how to submit disclosures through there. So we're trying to make a really good internet too, over time where it'll be easier to follow loans through and just every aspect of it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Where, all right. So where do you see your company going for the rest, rest of this year and in the future? You just, you just kind of maintaining or what, what, what are your goals here? Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, we're in a really good spot. I mean, again, I, I don't really have any intention to, to be the biggest broker in the country or get to some crazy hundreds amount of guys or anything like that. Um, I, I mean, really it's, it's, I, and I always look forward, but I'm always kind of in the minute, you know, in the moment of it, like for me, it's like, if we have the support, we can hire more people good guys just slowly grow, you know, and, and bring on more guys as, as we're able to handle them. 
and, uh, you know, continue to hire the right LOAs or processors. So for me, I mean, I don't really have any big plans to bring in another 50 guys or anything like that, but you know, we're probably going to have a few guys here and there, you know, we might hire another five or 10 depending on how things go and just kind of go from there. But really I like to focus more. And I think this is something that gets missed a lot too. I always got our, you know, quality over quantity. So you already have loan officers, right? Like if, whether you have two, five, 10, whatever it is, help those guys do more loans. They're already here. They're the easiest right, ones. Right. You know, you, you bring new guys in, it's training, it's getting used to the process. Maybe they're not a good fit, whatever. If you already have them, they're happy. You know, they fit well with the company, spend time on them, help them grow. You know, like that's, to me, that's like the biggest thing is like, Hey, we have these guys, like the marketing guys, like, Hey, talk to the marketing guy, have them help you do some, do some leads, do some Facebook funnels. You know, we'll then talk about how we're doing deals, how to structure deals, like just anything we can do to help the loan officers we have grow is the best thing because a loan officer doesn't mean another deal. It's, you know, the deals come from the loan officer. So if you can have one loan officer do more deals, that's always a better return than hiring another loan officer, in my opinion, right. you know, because that, that's not always a, a, a better move. So, you know, work with the guys you have, make sure they have the support they need, make sure they can do more loans and then worry about you know, bringing in more people. So my focus has never been hiring more people. It's always been, how do we better serve the loan officers we have to grow? That's just the, the probably the closest analogy that's popping in my head right now is like almost ignoring your old book of business. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. Right. And, and people are guilty of it, right? They're buying new leads and then they have all these, you know, hundreds of loans they close and they're not talking to these people. Right. I mean, it makes no sense, right? Like your best cost your best uh, return is on what you already have, not what you're going to get. Yep. So it, it costs money to hire people. It costs money to add them into the systems and all those different things, you know? So I always think it's really good to just focus on what you have and help those people grow. Right. You know, that's versus hiring more people. So yep. that's, to me, that's not the answer. I, I feel like there's a lot of places that focus on that. That's, that's their prerogative. I don't work there. I don't care, you know, do it. But I mean, they're, <laughs> they're probably losing 20%, you know, who knows how many they're losing when they're gaining. And it's always like this constant influx of new people bogging down the system you know, more than they should have coming in at one time. They don't really put a lot of thought into how that affects their, their flow. Like you don't want to bring a lot of people in at one time, you know, right. you want to bring in a couple or one at a time, get them up and running, then go get the next guy. Right. You know, that's the biggest crush is just bringing in too many people at once. It'll just kill you. Absolutely. Just kill the systems, you know? So it's just, it, and that's helps too, as far as support goes, like, if you have six new people and they're all needing things, it's really hard to help them. When you, if you only have one or two, you can much easier manage them and help them adapt and, and, you know, get in, get an integrate into your system and what you guys do and it's your company. So I, uh, I think that that's a big thing that people don't really think about when they're hiring. Oh, just hire them. We'll bring them in. You know, it's, there's a lot more to it than that. And it, it really does affect the whole company when you bring in too many people at once. Right. No, yeah. I, I love where your head's at with this is like helping, helping your current staff and helping them become more successful. I mean, I, I, I get more excited when I can help one of my, one, one of my loan officers close a deal. I get more excited than that than when I close my own deal. You know, right. I, mean? I yeah. don't know. It's just the way I am. I don't, yeah, it's great. I mean, they win, you win, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a good feeling to help people grow and to close their loans and to see them succeed. Right. Like, it's nice to see a processor making more money than they've ever made anywhere else. It's nice to see a loan officer making more money there. You know, all those things are great. Like I'm always looking at, you know, how are our, how many, what's our ratio of, you know, loans per loan officer versus how many loans we're doing, you know, cause 
there's a lot bigger companies than us doing a lot more volume. But if I look at our top 10 versus a lot of these places, you know, we're, we're, we blow them out of the water. And to me, that's, that's a bigger testament of what we're trying to do here than our volume, you know, our total volume, because yeah, we're not going to compete in that market with these bigger players, but uh, nor do I have any intention to, I'd much rather see our average, you know, loans close per LO to be a lot higher than what I'm seeing at other places, bank or broker. Right. Yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right. I well, obviously you're busy. You have 50 loan officers there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got one more question for you, then we'll, we'll wrap this up, you know, and I appreciate your time. Just like I said, yeah, I for sure. All right. Let's say you're standing up on it's 2022 and it's fuse and you're standing up on the stage. We have thousands of brokers there. Yeah. It's stage and you, you have the ability to give them one piece of advice, anything across the board when it comes to this business, what would it be? You know what? It all boils down to treat other people how you want to be treated, right? Like it's real simple, but it's really hard at the same time. Put yourself in that person's shoes, whether it's a loan officer, a customer, a processor. I mean, give people that same level of service you would expect, you know, and don't ask people to do things you're not willing to do. When I ask somebody to help me with something or ask them to do something, they know 100% I'll do it. I can do it. I, it's really important to know every single thing in your system. You know, how to, how to submit a loan, how to process a loan, how to get docs out. If you don't know all that stuff, you're, you, you're missing out. You have to know those things, right? So anything you ask me to do, you have to be able to know how to do it yourself and be willing to do it yourself. So, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it just boils down to treating people the way you want to be treated and you're going to win every time if you're taking care of people, whether it's a, a customer, an employee, whatever it is, just take care of them and they'll take care of you. Right. That's perfect. I mean, it's yeah. so. I mean, it's it's so simple. Yet <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yet it's not everyone does it that way. But I think no, gets no. to that level. Wow. Yeah. It's hard because again, I mean, as volume increases or you're doing more loans, like you know, when you're doing two or three loans a month versus 10, 20, 30, 40, you know, it's sometimes you get caught up in that, and and it's hard to remember. Like each person has their own unique experience. Each person needs certain things. They you know they don't do a loan every day. They're not doing as many loans. You know, it's 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 something you got to remind yourself. Like, hey, you need to take that time and and take care of the person. That you know, if they have a question, if they have a concern, like make that time and make sure that they're okay and and happy and understand what's going on. It's a mortgage is the biggest thing most people will ever do. Right. Yep. So it's important that they understand it. And and if they do and they feel like you care, right, they're going to come back. If they don't, you won't see them again. Right. So treat other people how you want to be treated. That's perfect. I love it. Get a T-shirt made instead of. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Andy, no, listen, I just want, I just want to thank you. Um, you're part of the club now, as you said earlier. Yeah. No club, but you yeah. Can be a part of it anytime. I can awesome. listen to this all day long. So I just want to, I just want to thank you for your time and appreciate your insight today. Hey, I thank you for having me on. It's an honor to be on this and uh, to join the, you know, the other people who have given their input. It's all really valuable and uh, appreciate everything you guys do to support us brokers there. It's much appreciated. We thank you guys. Thank you. And we'll keep doing it. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, and anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, hop on there, subscribe to it, rate it, leave us a, re a review. It helps us spread the word that brokers are better. Andy, once again, thank you, my man. Hey, thank you. Take care, Mark. Appreciate right. it. Uh, bye. Spread the word about the Brokers Are Better movement by wearing our t-shirts. 
Head over to aimgroup.com to buy your Brokers Are Better t-shirts and find lots of other items perfect for yourself, your team, and your community.